Hello, and welcome to the family that podcasts together. Long time no see. Welcome back. We've been missing you. Is it your first time here? What is it? What's the thing? Did you park in a guest parking did spot? You, yeah. We have a free gift for you in the form. We have a free <laughs> gift for you. We need you to fill out this form with your name and your phone yeah. number, please. We'll be contacting you about well, our small groups. You were really like our pastor. He's funny. <laughs> oh, you have so many tattoos. <laughs> That's so nice. <laughs> The things people say to you when you've missed church for a long time. Yeah. I remember you when you were this tall. How's your dad? <laughs> yep. No, they say, who's your dad? Yeah. No, they say, how's your dad? No, Actually, say, how's your dad? Is he still at the school? Is he still preaching? <laughs> True. And then you say, no. And they're like, Oh. oh. Well, where's he going to church? Well. Yeah. <laughs> now your Grace. sister's a preacher, or a, a teacher, right? Yeah. No. Uh, no. Your answer from now on, if somebody asks about me, just go, pray for him. <laughs> Will just, do. Just look, pray for him. I've just been calling you unchurched. Yeah, unchurched. Now, we've been churched. Mm. Is that the political? Is yeah, it, you, are, uh, you are unchurched. Unchurched. We have been churched. Okay. In the past, but now you are unchurched. It's falling off. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> We're backsliders. You back, are. You are backslidden. Really backslidden. That slippery slope. <laughs> You're gonna slide right into that handbasket. Slides <laughs> <Slidden>. are fun. <laughs> 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 well, there's the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start telling people you're a tattoo artist. Yeah. yeah don't don't misuse the word artist. <laughs> artist doesn't mean you're good. That reminds me, I may it's art. I may be meeting with a kid this week <laughs> to get some work done. Okay. Is it good? I don't know. I'll tell you, I, you'll, be, you'll be able to see. Okay. American traditional, so it'll be something different. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I just had an ADD moment, so we're sitting here at the, th- the table, this table, how old were you when y'all got this? I don't know, maybe five or something. Okay, your whole life? Yeah. There's a there's a spot right here where somebody wrote a phone number. What? Well, they were wrote, writing on a piece of paper, but they... Oh. Oh, it's they, like in the... Yeah, it's 443-6596, maybe? Well, right here, someone somebody sliced a pizza. It. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of want to. Some, yeah, somebody call it, find out who it was. Yeah. And right here, somebody was moving it, and it fell and knocked a hole in it, yeah. and a bunch of deep scratches. Mm-hmm. And Ethan's not allowed to sit there. He'll <laughs> poke it. Puts his fingers in things. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Emily about to spit out her ginger ale. (laughs) (laughs) Jess, you need to pray for him. (laughs) So, it's been... 
It's Ben. That's exactly what I thought. Exactly when you said it, I was like, "Oh, we can't, we can't dissolve into this." So if you can't tell, we don't have anything to talk about. We do, we do. It's it's been what six weeks? Yeah. Um, And last time we just talked about Star Wars, and before that, it had been four weeks. Um, But we decided now would be a good time to check on where we're all at Uh Um, and also check on what the goals are with this did we do that back in January we did yep well, that's almost October. I'm yeah, sure. We, sure. we lost that piece of paper anyway. Yeah, <laughs> right. In the moves. We've in the moved moves. since then. There have been moves. <laughs> there's been moves. Since then. And there's going to be more Another moves. Move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit has happened since January. <laughs> What's changed for you, Emily? <laughs> I got married. Oh really? She's not a bride anymore. She's not a bride. I'm just somebody's wife. Just somebody's <laughs> wife. <laughs> she gained but, a roommate. But she, know. how do you say your last name? Hines. See, we haven't fixed that yet. Hines. Hines. There's an A. <laughs> Emily teaches people how to speak. <laughs> the ah sound. Schwa. Ah. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta, I'm very proud of you for calling that a schwa. But yeah. <laughs> we did phonics. Oh, yeah. We did phonics. Put your phonics. Get on phonics working for me. I got some learnings. I think you gotta, gotta hold your nose when you say it. There is a little nasally. Hi. Have you ever watched uh, Singing in the Rain? That's the problem. I don't think so. Oh. It's Jeez. the nose. It's, that's the, she doesn't have the nose for it. Uh, oh, yeah. You got too small of a nose. Yeah, that's what it is. You have a big enough nasal cavity. <laughs> so is it, I guess it, that we're echoing when we yeah, say it's it coming is. out the cave. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's awful. I've actually had people at the dealership mistake my last name because of the way I say it. Oh. Yeah. Oh no, I've had them spell oh, it. They're, they're like, what's your name? Ethan Hines. Oh, Ethan Hans? <laughs> Ethan Hines. That is Hines. No. Which sounds terrible when you say Hines. Ethan Hines. If I wave at them whenever I say it. I just always spell it immediately after. I, I like it too. I spell both of my names. I say spelled like a cake, but it's not like a ketchup. Nobody knows what that Nobody means. Old people love it when I say that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's in your line of work, it works. Yes. In my line of work, it doesn't. The not best thing I've ever said to while working with old people was she, I said spelled like a cake, mix, not like the ketchup. And she said, oh, Mr. Duncan Hines. And I said, that's my father. And she thought that was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> hey, did you sell her a car? That's all it meant. Actually, I was at the hotel. <laughs> so now, <laughs> No, he gave her another towel. Yeah. Actually, I got a tip. (laughs) I will say, we've hired some people at work since marriage, and they only know me as Emily Hines, and it's very weird. Oh, that is weird. (laughs) Because one day, we were introducing ourselves to people, and I said I was Emily, and she goes, oh, Emily Hines? I was like, yes, yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, that's the one. That's me. <laughs> did you did you have to change your work email? Yeah. Oh, you just get oh, her. Oh, you had to do your whole license. Yeah. And... You just get her on a tangent of all the things she had to change. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so I'm when we move 
this will be the third time this year that I've updated my license. Because <laughs> it expired a month before the wedding, so I had to renew it. Then I had to get my name changed, and now I'm going to have to do my address change. Um, <laughs> uh, mine's been the wrong address for like oh, nine years. Yeah. So. Um, no, I just changed mine, which I'm going to have to change again because um, it expired. But uh, that was two or three addresses ago. Yeah. So. Oh, no. I In February, I got mine on a Monday. Got the new one. We were at Mom and Dad's thinking we was going to be there a while. On Wednesday of the same week, we decided to get the apartment and had it probably that <laughs> afternoon. So, mine's wrong, but it's staying for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They're kind of tight on that stuff now, though. Right? Well, the, the problem is when you go vote, is it still going to be your voting I mean, addresses in, not to in get, a different county? Not to wax political too much, but are we going to have any options anyways? Well, this one's just governor. Yeah. Next uh, year. Next this year a, is the important one. This one's, um, no, act, this no, one's this important. This one's the important one. Oh, this is, yeah, you feel this <laughs> I, one. Governor yeah. is, is feels a little more impact. Well, for and me. I mean, we work for the state. Yeah. Well, we work for the county. We also work for the state. And we work for the federal. Yeah. Just keep paying us, guys. I <laughs> yeah. Care. I don't care who's in there. <laughs> Just keep, keep the checks coming. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what was we going to talk about? I don't know. Where we're at, where we want to be with this. I think we've kind of come to a standstill and we need something to spur us on. That's what I think. Yeah. I think we're at the point that we have to get deeper and we're scared to. I agree. (laughs) I'm not scared of deep. Yeah, you are. Nope. (laughs) I can't swim. (laughs) Just float. Mm-hmm. I can't float. <laughs> she can't float. We will buy you a llama shaped inflatable. There we go. I am and built like a boulder. <laughs> and I swim like one. <laughs> I was walking down the hall today. Donna was talking about my I had some new white shoes on. And she said something about it looks weird me having white shoes because I always wear something with color on it. And, and uh, I was like, the thing is, is I only see it, you know, like when I'm walking, but the, I only see one shoe at a time. Because <laughs> <laughs> the other shoe is covered up by my belly. So when dad's like, standing still, he doesn't know If I'm know standing what shoes still, I have no idea what shoes I have on. <laughs> I have not seen them since this morning. <laughs> when he was holding his breath to put When them on. it was making me dizzy, bending no, over. Why he wears slip arms. That's yeah. why. I, yep. That's exactly. And back to that idea of we're scared to get deep. (laughs) What is deep? Like, what would we talk about to get deeper? Deep stuff. Not Star Wars. Why you are actively avoiding any mention of going to a religious-affiliated building. Because y'all had plans. You did. We tried it. The last time we did this, you had plans. Yeah. We tried it. You tried it for about like a month. Twice. Once. <laughs> <laughs> they we went to two once. places. Did we go to two? Yeah. We yeah. went to, yeah. It was two. We went to Lano and then went to. Does that count? That was before you actually decided. Oh, that. that was for Christmas. So we went, we went <laughs> once. You came so I wouldn't be we alone. We went once. We went once. On Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you went once. And actually. 
you went that one time before we talked about your plan because we we did a whole episode on the one time you went. Yep, we did. And we made another plan, and then you nixed that plan. Yeah. I don't feel guilty for not going, and I don't feel the need to go. So that's where I am. There you go. Follow that question. There you go. Or follow that up with a question. I don't have a question to follow that up with. Dad and I talked a while ago about how we, I don't know if you remember a while back or a long time ago on this podcast even, he said he would be bad for the church. Yeah. And we talked about how we've learned things and experienced things and that we might not be good for the church, but we could be good for people. Yeah. So, however that could play out, you know. Mm-hmm. We aren't sure. Yeah. Where are you at? I don't know. <laughs> Avoidance. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ethan doesn't like to go deep. No. He likes to stay right on the shallow end. Correct. In the humor area <laughs> yep the relatable end the deflection just, yeah <laughs> which is what he's doing right now <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <clears throat> i don't know i mean what's changed for me since we talked about it is um church wise uh, is we have a guys group that I'm leading officially. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Mm-hmm. It's a small group. Um, on Thursdays. Yeah. So I'm a church leader, a group leader. Mm-hmm. You reached out about drumming, but there has been no follow-up. There has been no follow-up. Which you're not eager to push about. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, and now the worship leader is going to Thailand for yeah. Yeah. Eh, it's not an the, extended amount of time. It's so. not the only mission trip he's been on this year. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> They're all just staring at Ethan. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I'm, waiting. Just I'm waiting for him to go further with it. <laughs> I don't know. Got to have leading questions. Yeah. Do you feel leader-esque in that role? Or do you just feel like you're the organizer? I feel like I'm the organizer. And I. I, that's really what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a leader, per se. Yeah. I mean, when we started, I said that I was just... uh, Uh... it's the sponsor, basically. Um, You're the front man. I'm the front man, yeah. I'm there so that the church has ties to us in some way. Well, and you're the follow-up for new people. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to be... I don't want to be a leader because then it, it makes me feel less like a learning experience and all that for myself and more of a job. Mm-hmm. 
and more of what I've always done. So. Yeah. Has it been a learning experience? I believe so. Maybe not as much as I'd like. <laughs> but. Yeah. I mean, it's. We started with three guys that were. That we wanted to start it together and we wanted to have a group. Um, we're still at three guys, one of which is a different guy. <laughs> um, we do have a fourth that's been coming, but we've had many fourths that have come and gone. Mm -hmm. um, so. And I think the group is still young enough and our all of our relationships together are young enough that we haven't gotten super deep together because there's a lack of comfort mm -hmm. and I don't know the other word but that's not not necessarily a A sign of success or not. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's... How long have you been doing it? I don't know. Eight mm -hmm. months. It takes a while to build relationships. Especially yeah. when it's just once a week. And then if you miss one here and there. And especially when you're a group of deflectors. Yup. <laughs> Dudes. <laughs> you know. Some, some deflect more than others. <laughs> So where are you, Alexia? No. You got purple hair. <laughs> I've had purple hair for two years. <laughs> Almost three. Um, I don't know. I dropped out of things for a little bit. And then... What do you mean things? Like, I wasn't going to our class on Sundays for a while. I avoided that because I was... I don't know. It felt like pressure because <clears throat> I tend to get put into... An, authority position when it comes to knowledge of theology um, and then I had a I don't know like a crisis of faith or something for a couple months of maybe I don't actually believe any of this I just know a lot of things um, and then I got out of that pretty quick so I feel like I'm in a place where There was a there's a line, the the Reliant K, I believe in God song. They did it last night, and there was a line I caught last night that I'd never paid attention to before, but now I don't remember what the line was. Um, <laughs> it was it was kind of along along the I believe help my unbelief mm -hmm. thing, and I think that's where I am like, um, at church like. Uh, Easter, I think, was the first time like I went up to the altar and I prayed, and somebody there prayed with me, and I've done that a few times since then. Like I'm just looking for that connection, like I'm trying to foster a connection with God that I had at one point, um, and I doubted that connection because I was a teenager and we it was during a, a, a trend in youth groups where everything was uber emotional and 
it all felt huge and dramatic every single time. So I doubted the authenticity of that for a little while, but... I believe that I believe enough. Yeah. I believe that I believe enough. That's where I am right now. <laughs> with With church, like, I go because I do feel like we've kind of built... I don't know if I'd say family, but we have a weird little unit there, and it works. We have some quirky people that we spend time with, and I like talking through things with them. Like, I get good perspectives from them. And so that's a good place to be if, for no other reason, than it forces me to continue to stay in that mindset of, I believe I believe enough, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know where I am with the organization. Like, I'm not... I'm very much... I got my toes in, but I'm not going to go any further. Like, I'm hesitant to go any deeper. I don't want to take on any leadership roles, per se. Um, I had a one of my friends that's, that goes there. She's not in our group, but we've been friends for a long time. She's been helping with the youth recently. And I had a fleeting thought of, well, maybe I'll just go in there and help her with that. But I was like, no, that'd be a terrible idea because I don't want to be that role for anybody and the other thing is I have built a connection with a certain population of students at school that I try to avoid letting them know that I have any religious connections and I don't really want to advertise that like I don't I make it a very careful point to if religion comes up, I talk about it in a very detached, objective way, and I play devil's advocate, and I don't let them know exactly where I stand. So, like, um, last Sunday, I looked over, and the pew next to us was one of my students. <laughs> and then I was like, now I don't know how to act in here, <laughs> because that kid's right there, and I don't want this to affect how he's going to see me on Monday, you know, like. So I'm kind of in a weird place there of, like, which then, it, it's a weird place of I don't want that that part of my life to affect the relationships that I'm building because I think that's the most important part of my job for me is the impact that I have on kids' lives and the relationships that I build and how close we get. And I don't, I don't want to do something to keep that from happening. Like, I don't want them to make assumptions about, well, you're a Christian, so that means you hate my kind of person and I'm just going to shut down now and we're not going to but then my evangelical legalistic brain is like well you're ashamed of Jesus <laughs> so then it's a whole internal struggle again so I don't know that's my struggle right now that's my biggest struggle is I believe in God I believe in Jesus I believe that the relationship is real I don't know how I want to pursue that in an authentic way. The church doesn't always feel like an authentic way to pursue that for me. So many thoughts. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> how I feel. Like I have a need to dive deeper. Mm -hmm. Um and I know that in order to do that, it's probably going to require other people. Yeah. But church is not the setting for that. It doesn't foster that kind of 
study. Mm-hmm. As far as the kids go, for you, I feel like if they saw you at the beginning of the year and they saw you at church, then they may yeah. assume. But since they are learning you before yeah. they saw that about you, I don't, I don't think it will make a difference because they see how you are in the classroom. Probably. It could almost be a little bit healing for them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of them have a lot of trauma in that area. Mm-hmm. Probably. It's always refreshing to see somebody real. Yeah. But. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm trying to think of which lane I want to hit. But. Um, and this would. I, this may answer the question for me. But. Ultimately my. My. Theology has been boiled down to the greatest commandments. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't everything else. I'm I'm well willing to watch it burn. I don't care. But love God and love people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, <clears throat> the love God thing still. That's the part on the struggle on that is just really discovering, still discovering who He is, so that I can really do that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't believe in an ignorant love. So, um, but on the other end, in that relationship, and I'm like you, like that's, I've always attracted the quirky kid anyways, but then I've bought a t-shirt and the t-shirt I bought was literally, I'm an antagonist. I know what I am. I, I like it because it really does help me engage in some conversations. I mean, it's not me just being a jerk. It's, yeah. it, it does help me get into conversations with people mm-hmm. and, and it helps me, you know, we engage and then I get to ask questions and, um, I'm okay with not people not thinking I'm necessarily no more. So anyways, so I bought this shirt. I mean, it's a rainbow shirt and it says be you. And, um, so take that as you will. But, uh, but that has helped me. I mean, I've watched so many kids just act differently around me when I wear it. Um, and I love it. I love the fact that it's it's helped me engage. And um, But the relationship with the church, a relationship, an open relationship with the church makes loving them harder. It does not make it easier. No. And that's, therein lies the problem that I have with church. Yeah. Is it that the the tweet that I put out that day or the the post I made the day that said Jesus told me to love everybody? Religion has tried to teach me who is unlovable, and that's that's the problem I have. Is that's when I left. That's when I. I mean, that's really when I not as a pastor but as a parishioner. That's when I left. Is when I started seeing. I could start easily identifying who the unlovable people were. Right. There should there should be nothing in the church that makes it easy to not love everybody. If 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 the faith makes you have to love them in spite of the sin, then well, get the crap away from it's it. It's like there's a T-shirt that's been 
floating around for a couple of years, but it shows up on my social media all the time. And it's just a plain t-shirt with a list, and it's like, love thy neighbor, love thy Muslim neighbor, love thy black mm-hmm. neighbor, love mm-hmm. thy... And I'm like, what you have just done is listed all of the populations you find difficult to love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're you. not, you're not, you're singling out people that you find difficult to love. You're not saying that from a good, healthy love place. humans. Yeah. Enough said. Like, why do you have to list, like, it doesn't say love white neighbors. Even, <laughs> even though they're not what's easy to love. Yeah. I'm going to love them. And, and the, again, the church, the church relationship, not everybody, mm-hmm. not, but but the church relationship makes it harder. Yeah. I'm getting to the point now. I'm getting close to being far enough removed, probably not in a healthy way, from the church that people don't associate me like they used to. Right. I was talking to somebody today about um, the uh, uh, oh, secret pal that they do yeah. at work. And I was like, man, I, I don't do those things as it used to. I would do them and I'd get like a religious tie and a Bible and yeah. you know people thought it's like, well let's get Randy religious stuff it was like I'm not I never have been that guy anyways but definitely not now but I you know I think I'm far enough removed that it wouldn't be that so much that way anymore yeah. but but it I can remember some relationships that it took me taking the step away and a step away from that identity to bridge the gap in our relationships so that they were accepting of me. Yeah. And I'm I'm having to check my heart because like I have the well I don't I don't want to be too closely associated with church because I know what that does for I mean the phrase I used earlier, unchurched people, you know, but but also I really enjoy being the weird person at church like I like 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 since since um hats have been a thing that somebody mentioned at church I've worn hats to church a couple of times and like I, I like having a visible tattoo and I like being the one with the weird like I because I can see people that I make a connection with just through eye contact of they're like oh you have purple hair too or oh you know like like there was a one day that I wore a hat, and honestly, I wore a hat because I didn't want to wash my hair. <laughs> like, that was the only reason. It was the only reason, like, only way I was going to get out of my apartment that day was if I didn't have to wash my hair. But I was wearing a, a ball cap, and a dad came in that I had never seen before with his two kids, and he looked very uncomfortable walking in the door. Um, I think he was meeting somebody there, but he just looked like, like, this is a daunting place, and our church is very large, so it would be daunting. And he made eye contact with me, and I just kind of nodded and waved and smiled at him, and then he... He looked like he was a little more comfortable, and he actually sat kind of near to us. So I, I like the idea of being that person, but then I have to check myself of like, well, is this just, I want to be something I wasn't allowed to be when I was a teenager. So it's just kind of a, a heart check there. But I get that. Because um, I've thought that about, like, I, I've started in our Sunday school class, I take prayer requests, which is the first thing we do, and I sit at... A stool in the center of our room or I'll stand by our dry erase board up front so like I'm the first thing people see when they come into that class and I've got very visible big tattoos and I've I, I think it's comforted a lot of people who have come in who also have very visible tattoos yeah um, 
We and we had somebody say that in the girls group, mm-hmm. um, who like she was already friends with someone else in the group, and she was planning to come. But one of the things she expressed her anxiety about was, well, I have tattoos. Are they going to be upset about that? And then she walked in, and there I was, you know, um, mm-hmm. with crazy hair and tattoos and all that stuff. So immediately it was like, you're going to be fine, you know. Yeah. I tell you when I had a moment, and I'm still trying to process. I'm not sure how I feel about it. But um, we were talking about how long we have been out of the church. Yeah. And what has it been, like seven years? (laughs) Probably. And I was talking to Sawyer, and she said, we were talking about what she remembers. Yeah. She doesn't remember she remembers that building for mm-hmm. some reason, mm-hmm. but that's all she remembers. And she's 10. Yeah. So if we've been out of church for mm-hmm. that long, she doesn't know that part of us. No. I mean, I assumed all right. this time that she knew that part of us, but she does not. No. She does not know church. Yeah, she doesn't know ministry Heinz's. And it kind of hurt my heart a little bit yeah or maybe it was fear I don't know that I wonder if she will ever know God because we aren't in that place or maybe that she can know him in a better way than we did yeah yeah I hope, my hope is that because she's getting older, we can talk about it. That there will be times when we can just be open about it and talk with her. Well, and that's, <clears throat> like, going forward, I, I, I like just that this is, these are authentic conversations that we're having. We don't rehearse any of this, obviously. Um, and she, like Sawyer's been in the room for him, like you know, like just listening to it, you know, through your device or her being in the room or or talking about this with other people in the same way. Like that's what I want to be for people is you're struggling, but you're trying, so I can try too. And it does. It can be messy. It doesn't have to be neat. Yeah. It, you don't have to feel certain all the time. Yeah. So another thing we've talked about is having people on this podcast to ask questions or voice concerns mm-hmm. or opinions. We don't, we don't have that many friends. <laughs> We have more than you think we do. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think one thing that we've figured out is one, we do hit a point where we're like, mm, you don't really want to push that. Like, you know, like I like to keep that behind <laughs> behind the wall. <laughs> Let's not let that out. Um, Dad, you don't want them to hear you say that. Right. Huh? So we, we, do, <laughs> we do have that. We've always been that way, which is part of why we started this podcast was to force us to kind of 
we've gotten into some conversations we wouldn't have had otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but also, I think having other people on to talk about their experiences will allow us to see it through another light. Because I don't want to, like, we don't want to stew in any kind of bitterness or unforgiveness or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we don't want it to be constantly looking back to the experiences we had. We want to look at experiences other people have had. And I think um, Emily's been good, really good for us because she didn't grow up in the church the way, same way we did. So, yeah, just getting other perspectives, too. I mean, I can, I can think of four people right now, uh, past youth group members, that I would love to sit down with and, oh. and get their viewpoint on things. Right. Now, and because of some experiences that I know that they've had. Right. Em, where are you at? Uh, you know. Um, one thing that you said about it's okay to be messy is something that I'm working through in therapy. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, chipping away at my perfectionism tendencies and why I am the way that I am. And I think even though I didn't grow up in church, I turned that into a part of my perfectionism Mm. and pretending like I did, you know, and that I've always believed and, you know, just like one of those things. Um, so I think it has kept me for the longest time from actually acknowledging that I've had like very solid doubts, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think being in this room has helped a lot with that. Um, being okay to say that like, I don't know, and maybe I've made mistakes with my beliefs in the past, and maybe there's room to to grow. It's been a a year of self-discovery, that's for sure, so, but um, uh, today in therapy, we talked a lot about fear and how fear can um, be turned into courage in the face of, you know, perfectionism and admitting when you need help and when um, you don't know what to do and all of that cliche therapy stuff but um I think that's kind of where I am with my faith as well just I I believe but I don't know what that looks like all the time Mm -hmm. so and I think that I need church every week um because I think without the group of people that we have I would be in a very dark place because I was there I stopped going when COVID happened and then I didn't come back for a while um, because I let myself get to a place of just, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back, I was like, I do need this, but it's not the church. It's the people. I need the people. So that's where I'm at. Still growing, mm-hmm. being comfortable with saying, I don't know, <laughs> which is hard. So yeah, that was one thing I worked on in therapy. Um, was I don't remember when I bought it but at some point certainty became a word that Mm. I like craved like I craved the idea of certainty and I ordered a necklace it was a key with the word certainty engraved on it and I wore it for a long time because like that was what I was searching for and that's what Mm. I was striving to get Um, and then in in the months that I did therapy um, I came to the conclusion that I'm someone who likes to learn like mm-hmm. I enjoy the learning process and I learn I like to research and I like to find new ideas and mm-hmm. talk through ideas with people and look at every side of an idea mm-hmm. ideal ideals or a problem or whatever it is 
and I came to the conclusion that certainty is boring and yeah. it would be terrible for me because there's no learning in certainty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, I've just come to realize that all of these expectations that I thought existed were just things that I had made up in my own mind mm-hmm. and um, just to be good and to know, like just to the appearance of having it all together but nobody put that on me but me. So yeah. working through that and and being okay with it. I know I've joked before that like I don't have an embarrassing moment because I'm really good at self-preservation, you know? <laughs> and so I'm trying to like be more okay with embarrassing myself <laughs> and, and stuff like we that. We can so. train you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can help you with that. <laughs> and you get to the point that it gets harder because nothing embarrasses you. <laughs> no shame. <What? laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Next session, they said that we were going to work through shame. So that's that's, uh, wow. that's going to be fun. That'll be yeah. fun. <laughs> I've got three weeks to build up to that. So it's good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think if. If I were to, I've been sitting here thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Listening process. I just, yeah. Um, I think if I were to narrow down what I'm, I feel what I feel like I'm lacking or what I feel like I'm looking for with with God and with church, it would be a feeling. Feeling. I don't know. <laughs> feeling of I, I, I don't know, joy mm-hmm. of dopamine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Great word. <laughs> yeah. Because I think for so long it was I told myself I had certainty. Right. And But I didn't, and I think always I felt like I didn't feel enough. Mm-hmm. And now I do know and feel that I am in a better place in my own theology than I was back then. But I think it's still. I think I I think I feel like I don't have anything to show for it almost for myself. Like an accomplishment? No. Because <laughs> that's your um, that's, buzzword. That's my thing, yeah. <laughs> Not quite, because it's more of an internal thing. Yeah. Like, I don't care for anyone else to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a, like, I'm looking for a reason to want it. Right. Because, like, like one of my, my things has always been I'm a toy collector. And I love collecting figures and stuff like that. And it's not something I've ever been super showy of. It's not something I've ever been, like, just incredibly open about. Because it's for me. I do it for me because I enjoy it. And I think I'm trying to find a way 
for church to be that. Mm-hmm. You're looking for fulfillment. I'm looking for fulfillment. Yeah. And like, like before we had, at the beginning of the year, we had talked about me and drumming for church and how I don't want the fulfillment to just be drumming. Right. I want the fulfillment to be church. Mm-hmm. To be God. To be God. Because, like, like you guys talk about your people at church. You know, I'm in the same group, but I've also been in this group a whole lot less time than both of you. And my my group is a whole lot smaller. Mm-hmm. I would say. Um, and I'm in a group with people who have been in it even less time than I have. Yeah. And so that's not my reason. Right. Mm-hmm. And But it sounds horrible. People will never be my reason. Right. Yeah. Um. I think that's the sole, I don't know, driving force. And I don't, I don't know how to go about that. Yeah. Because I feel that, I feel that if I was in the, if I asked someone in the church, they would say, well, you need to volunteer more. (laughs) And you need to do more in the church. And I don't think that's right. I think a busy schedule is not feeling good it's distraction I mean there are good reasons to do that Um, and there are you know benefits to that but it wouldn't give me my fulfillment well and if I mean it's kind of the works argument like if your works are coming out of a, a belief that you need to do the works then they're not coming out of the right place. Like, the works have to come out of faith. They have to come... So, like... Yes. I want to feel like, oh, I should volunteer more because I believe in this place and I want to watch it succeed and I want to be a part of that. Yeah. And I feel that way at school. Mm. Like, I love that place and I love the kids and I want them to succeed and I want that to be a place that succeeds and I want everything that I do to to add to that, right? I don't feel that way about not the church that we're in, just the church in general. Like, I don't feel that way about that organization. Yeah. I I really don't care if it succeeds or not. <laughs> you know, like... I, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I can see... Tan, I mean, the school thing definitely have a connection. I'm not going into that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, last night, did... did John Foreman, one of his guitars, did it say hope is the answer? Yeah, they have a song called that. Okay, because I, I thought I read that a couple yeah. of times, and it got me processing. I mean, I was already thinking, like, I wonder if you guys, like, you're singing this album from 20 years ago, like, mentally. Like, I would love to just sit down and talk to you about... Well, their most recent was, album is pretty... Well, I mean, just even they knew what they they were in. Right. A, it doesn't even matter if they said exactly the same thing. You yeah. Know, just you know what you were doing that time, what was going on, and things have just changed. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. But then I was sitting there going, "Hope is the answer." It's like, okay, 
like that's that's the first thing Jesus really. I mean, it was like he's he's the the embodiment of hope, mm-hmm. and that's that's what the Messiah does is brings brings hope to the imprisoned people, and um, and I, off of what you know, springboarding off of what you said, like can I can I say the church does that right? Also, and and I guess, you know, you have to chase that vein down to where I have to ask myself the question, do I think Jesus does that? You know, they, they always say Jesus is the answer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's, you know, hope is the answer. Jesus is hope. Jesus is the answer, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, I have to honestly ask myself, do I believe that? Right. And outside of the context of the church, outside yeah. of the context of everything else, and if I do believe that, then if I do believe that, then the church is the vessel that God chose to get that out to the world. What does that church look like? That's a question that could be. Mm-hmm. It will be argued forever. That 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 doesn't matter. But um. But if it is the church, even if the church is wrong in the way that it does it. Kind of like with the education. Right. Like, education is the answer for a lot of things. <laughs> but the system is a little the bit broken. The, system's, <laughs> the system sucks. Yeah. And, but do I do I fight it from the outside or from the inside? Right. Do I help promote it, help grow it, help be an right. agent of change? Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, and that's another one. When I say I'm not good for the church, that's kind of where I mean, too. It's not even the church. It's me. It's, I mean, it's. I'm 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 the one that's singing songs about you, and um, but I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. And excuse me, that callback. Um, but at at some point, I got to admit that and say, I can only talk about you for so long. Yeah. But I've really got to look at myself and go, if you are, even if I don't like the way you're saying Jesus, is it still just me mm-hmm. that I don't I haven't got that fully embedded in me to where I'm, I'm given to that. Um, and I don't, I was trying to, I was listening to Ethan trying to be like, okay, I'm trying to figure out exactly what he's going with here and, and see if I'm thinking this right. I asked mom the other day, um, when was the last time you felt at home? Like, you know, we're not only are we, what would you unchurched? Yeah, we're unhomed, unhoused. Yeah. We're unhoused. Yeah, yeah, we have an apartment, but uh, we're doing this in a cardboard box <laughs> in a van, a van down, down by the river. river. Right. But, <laughs> so actually, our sound quality is very good it's for the community. <laughs> but uh, but I don't feel settled or at home or and and it's you know. It is. Is it that? Is it like <clears throat> I've just got to settle some things? Also, got something in my throat, so I'm gonna cough. <coughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Mute it. But you know, I've I've had to have that that introspection to to try to be honest with myself on those things, to where it's like, okay, who am I? Who have I separated myself from? So is this thing getting embedded in me? Do I just not really feel that hope, that 
drive because I'm still wrestling with the is, is he mm-hmm. question. Yeah. So, I mean, is that kind of what you're thinking? Or are you, am I missing that 100%? Or was I clear as mud when I said all <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, there's a lot there. <laughs> okay. I mean, is it just... You was talking about feeling. That was what I was picking up on. And, yeah. And is it the feeling of accomplishment or is it a feeling of connection? That's connection. Okay. I'm not looking to accomplish anything. Okay. That's because, I mean, one, we guys are terrible with that anyways. Like, you're not going to get that with a group of dudes because yeah, no. we just don't. But I don't want it with a group of people. I want it on my own. With God. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't want an intellectual relationship. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that's been the focus for a long time. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've talked about it a lot on the podcast, but also at church, our pastor talks about that a lot because he's very similar. But I want a how-to guide. Right? Sorry. Right? Yeah. Well, here's... So, here's something I was thinking. You, you you changed gears on me. I was getting ready to bring it up earlier. We was talking the whole pool analogies and depth and all that stuff. I think one of my problems, too, and it's arrogance is what it is, but is, you know, I want that deep end. I want deep. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I've, I've put the time in to get there. Mm-hmm. And, and I've got to foundation of knowledge to get there there's the arrogance um the emotional side probably not the the relational side definitely not um but the thing is is i want to be in that deep end and i've been in that deep end but then i look over to the shallow end and they're having fun over there (laughs) like that's the thing i look at and go like I get frustrated with all of that shallow stuff, but then it's like, that looks like a party. Yeah. You know? And, and I mean, they're sitting there splashing, and, and the thing that my ego says, you're using the word swim. I don't think you understand what the word swim means. Because your feet are on the ground, and, like, uh, up your whole upper torso is out of the water. You ain't swimming. You're walking in the water. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. and I'm over here like treading water and I'm looking like, you know, you can only, they can sit and dance around that forever and have a great time and splash. And if they get hot, they just splash. If you're in the deep end, you're just treading and you're getting tired. You're yeah. getting grumpy. And I think I've turned into that guy. <laughs> it reminds me of that quote from church a couple weeks ago, or maybe last week where the guy said, um, faith untested may be real, but it sure is small. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, yeah. I feel like I relate to that a lot. Um, I'm kind of glad that I think we're all going through this right now. I think the only outcome is that we're all going to be stronger. Stronger in what way? I don't know, but I think it's going to be. I don't know if I'm on the same thought process. I'm not sure if I'm comprehending exactly the way you guys Explain. Just run with it. We'll see yeah, where we'll, it goes. We'll, hey, we'll ask questions. <laughs> but I have like 
are we expecting our relationship with God to be like our relationships here and it's an unreal expectation. Right. Like it's it's probably not going to feel the same or look the same. Like I think it might have been captivating or one of those books that said that um God is pursuing you like you you want had to be a youth group because when you want um someone to love and someone to love you you are pursuing that Mm -hmm. relationship but god is always pursuing you so i'm not sure what i think is what reciprocating that is going to look like anymore right because i used to think that that was reading the bible for an hour at a time or praying for an hour at a time and i don't feel that anymore yeah i'm just not sure what that relationship looks like Mm -hmm. does that make any sense yeah We talked about something in the girls' group a couple weeks ago. Um, The the pastor of the church we're at wrote a book, and um, he was talking about the disciplines of being a Christian, like the things that you do to foster that relationship, and and it's things like reading the Bible and you know stuff like that. And he talked about how um, he is at a point that those disciplines are like air for him. And I think Emily was the one who said, like, I don't really know what that feels like. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think of those things as air. And, I, and I've heard people say that my whole life and always thought, no, I'm breathing just fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told her, I said, I think for us it's more of like, she and I are really bad at drinking enough liquids in general, so we're always low-level dehydrated. Um, and then when you're low-level dehydrated, you hit a point where you get, like, maybe angry at people and you snap at them or you get really super tired like whatever it is you know something's wrong and we have to get to that point to be like oh maybe I need water Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like there has to be a problem like my head hurts maybe I need water and that's what it takes for me to think oh yeah hydration is important Mm -hmm. like my head hurts right now and I'm like maybe I should maybe I should should be drinking water (laughs) right so I think that's how I've always been with that is like I hit a point where I'm like, okay, I'm feeling like the doubts are really strong or I'm feeling like I'm not really sure what my beliefs are or I'm feeling really uncertain or I'm feeling very anxious or whatever it is. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I need to try to fix that. Let's go to church. Maybe I need to try to fix that. Let's read the Bible. Let's read the C.S. Lewis book. Like whatever it is, I've always treated it in that way. And I don't know that that's, it. it's like a, and I'm kind of that way with my relationship with people of like, and dad has said that before in one of our other episodes of like, we're really not great at relationships with people either as individuals. <laughs> like we just, we're very good at keeping things service level with a lot of people and even with each other. So it's how do you translate, like if you're not good at it with people who are right in front of you, 
how do you translate that into a relationship with a celestial being that you can't see and I, I want to like the people who are like oh God is my best friend and we have such an intimate relationship like I want to set them down and be like what do you mean what does that mean the skeptic in me does not believe that. Person. I don't believe it either, I but I want them person. to explain it yeah, to me. Like, what do you mean when you say that? <laughs> it's it's like the... Because uh, <laughs> I've lied about it my whole life. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> it's like the alien t-shirt that says, I want to believe. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to believe you're telling the truth, mm-hmm. and I want to know how. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Yeah. Well, and even in the statement, it, it, he's become like air. I mean, I haven't heard that, so I don't know. Yeah. But... Um, there's no emotional connection to that. Right. Like, you just realize your dependence. Yeah. I mean, that can be an intellectual thing, too. Yeah. Not an emotional thing. Like, I can I can, I can, can reconcile that that phrase and be right. like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I understand because when, like, the, the numb headache comes on, probably need some water. Yeah. Yeah, I need some H2O. And uh, so, I mean, I, I, that makes sense. But, but on the end of the... The striving for an ooey gooey relationship, <laughs> like I just don't. I think that's that's something that I didn't see. I don't see anywhere in scripture. Right. There's a conversation, but you don't really see. You don't really see what just happened. Um, you don't really see. Um, you know that that kind of dialogue happening. The only thing I can see in the Bible is David. And I've been coming back to him a lot lately of just like, that's a relationship. Like, he he experienced a relationship with God. And I would love to set him down for a conversation of like, what do you, what's going on in your body when you're writing one of those psalms? What are you experiencing? That's an, that can be an artistic personality. Well, it can be. Because, I mean, that... There's just people that express in certain ways like that. Yeah, and that's one. Like, I bounce between David and I bounce between Paul. Paul would never be that. Well, I think Paul had that same kind of relationship, but his was more of a drive, and it was more of a, this is what we're going to get done, and this is like, this is the mission. I'm not about flowery words. I had an experience where Jesus himself revealed himself to me, so I can't question that. So that has changed who I am as a person. And that's given me a drive for everything. That has recontextualized my whole being. Yeah. And that's, I think that, I know with my way of thinking, that's how that has to happen. With my way of being, it has to be that kind of move to where it's it's isolated in every my fiber. Yeah. And So do you... Because we don't have those moments every day. Right. So do you remind yourself? I mean, that's what Paul said. He, yeah. He would preach the cross to himself daily. But it's a person personality thing, too. Yeah. I mean, that's part of it. I think here lately the way I've done that for myself is through music. And I usually don't like to listen to Christian type music, but it's been really helpful. Yeah. 
like I turned on Caleb the other day and I was like, what am what? I doing? <laughs> no. What am I doing? I, I will always support you and Caleb. It is my guilty, it's a guilty pleasure. I have me. built playlists on Spotify of I I found a playlist that was called <laughs> Actually Good Gospel Music and the description says not like Chris Tomlin or yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have jumped into the um, gospel lyric hip hop genre. Mm. Some um, Lecrae and Flame or not Flame. Yeah, well, um, I guess he's around still. Uh, Zach posted a song. I think it is not Hurley, but it's something like that. Holvey, H U L V E Y. He's got a song called Alter, and it's great. And I started with that one, and then have just kind of made my Spiral. way. There's a lot of like Lecrae where he's done like featuring, or he was featured on someone. I have a lot of those. Yeah, that feels good. Yeah, so those, those I've, I've been in that. <laughs> I saw Lecrae in concert when I was at Murray. Yeah, came and performed it. Love it there. On the campus of Murray State University, Lecrae. Well, back on David, I mean, one of the things that that you can take from David is, and it's really the pursuit you were talking about, um, is David just shows you it's not a behavioral-based thing. Right. Because he was a jacked-up mess. Yeah. But God was after him. Yeah. Like, God was like, I love this guy. Yeah. He's mine. And I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing that has happened. I still have in my head, and I have in my heart is, and and that's probably the the anchor thing that I have as far as feelings go. Is I don't question that anymore. I used to question it more when I was in the pulpit. Question what? The fact that God is not shook by any of this. Oh. He is not offended. He is not. I'm, I'm going to say he doesn't give a crap. That's not that's not true. Right, right. But it's it's just it, his his feelings toward me has not changed at all. I can remember in our in our marriage that was probably one of the key things that happened for us. Just in my perception of Jeanette was the day that I decided that she was on my team and wanted to be on my team, and nothing was going to change that. It didn't matter what we was going through. Like, I knew she was for me. So, mm-hmm. as long as I have that settled, I mean, I'm, whatever. I'm st- I'm kind of at that point to where it doesn't make my hands throw up and go, screw it. It makes me go, I don't have to worry about it. That There was a song that they did at church one Sunday, and it, it opens with, um, I've never been more loved than I am right now. Um, and then it, he says, um, he's talking about the idea of we can't disappoint God. And he says, um, I wasn't holding you up, so there's nothing I can do to let you down. Huh. And I've been living in that, mm. it, which is that same kind of security of it's not my job to be good on your behalf. You don't need that from me. Like, you are good. Mm. You don't need me to be good for you. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you already are. <laughs> That's what I mean by... Pursuing, yeah, because I feel like that's what my goal was all these years. Was I felt like I had to pursue God, yeah, but I didn't. He's pursuing me. He's there, mm-hmm. so I don't think that there's 
anything I can do to appease those feelings for myself. Yeah. I think that I just have to rely on learning about him and the security that he gives. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's realizing, finally realizing who he really is. Mm -hmm. And knowing that that's going to look a little different for everybody because we all have different needs. We all come from different places. So, you know, mm-hmm. and we're all nodding at each other. <laughs> <laughs> She's she's chewing over there. She is. She's thinking. We gotta give her. We can't disrupt her. (laughs) I. Okay. I don't want to make y'all uncomfortable, but have at it. Go for it. We like it. I have. She said that while looking at me. (laughs) (laughs) Even just to me. I don't worry about it. Um. I am a people studier. And. I said something to Alex a while back, but I think it is astounding is a little strong, but astounding to me how comfortable you and Ethan are together already. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because in reality, you haven't been together that long, you know, but you're just so comfortable with each other. Like... When I was a teenager and I went on a date with somebody, I would not eat in front of them, which was ridiculous. Do you know how many times Randy took me to Arby's and I wouldn't eat a thing? Do you know how many sandwiches I missed out on <laughs> at Arby's? And now it's our favorite. To be fair, our first date, we didn't eat either. But not because Different you were ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was embarrassed. They were talking. They weren't doing anything else suggestive, if that's where your brain went. <laughs> it's actually not surprisingly enough. It's <laughs> where my brain would have gone. <laughs> but I think it took us, I mean, we were really young too, uh, forever to get really comfortable. Yeah. Lord, we're comfortable now. <laughs> and I think. Think that's how it is with God we just have to we make it so hard we make it so hard and then we create all these questions yeah and it's us yeah it's not him it's us right it's like what Emily talked about earlier with she's had all these uh, expectations yeah but they were all from her mm-hmm. own mind. They were inside the house. They were inside the house. <laughs> well, it makes me think, um, a couple of weeks ago we went to an event and we had a, a family friend that came to that event and it was a big deal for her um, because of a personal situation. Like, she was very anxious about it. She was very nervous. She she almost didn't want to go until she found out that we were going to be there and then she was like, okay, I can hang out with my safe people. 
Um, and so, she, like, when she got there, she sat with us, and we immediately made her laugh. And, and I, you know, she was like, you know, I'm just really glad you guys are here. And I, I said, well, we've been told we diffuse tension well. And she was like, that is exactly what you do. And I think, like, I think that that's what God wants to do. But we just come in with so much tension that we've created ourselves that we don't allow him to do that. Mm-hmm. So much expectation. Well, there's and... so much tension in the world already. Mm-hmm. And we're making more of it. And he can he can diffuse that. Like, he can diffuse that tension because of the security of, I don't have those expectations of you. Yep. Which is another thing I think that people always talk about how weirdly close we are. And I think that's one thing that we've always done for each other is diffuse the tension. Like, yeah, there's always been some level of parental expectation and, and that kind of thing. But it, it, it's always felt like we've, talking about feeling at home, I've never felt at home in a place, but I have always felt at home here. That's when we're in a car saying. driving down the road, you know, like, that's home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what we talked about was, because when he asked me that, and I think I spurred the question because I said, I don't feel like this is home because I can't put my pictures on the wall. Right. I can't make it the way I want to make it. Um, but it's not about where we are. It's about who I'm with. What you're saying is... Home is where you make it. <laughs> Home is where your people is. are. <laughs> Home is where your people are, yeah. Christmas is not what's under the tree. It's the people that are around it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our way to segue out of this episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> it seems that's like the, it's been forever. That's the end. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is, we've been going for a minute. And so. So. An hour and 15. And we yeah. didn't even have a starting point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's where we're at. Will we come up? <clears throat> what? Will the Heinz family decide on a topic before the next time we podcast? <laughs> or will we push it off for another month? <laughs> Find out on next week's episode. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thank you for listening. <laughs>